Hi everyone, it's Evelyn. Now that you have sat through with me for a couple, a uh, little bit more ominous episodes, I am doing this episode uh, to give you a couple um, stories that uh, have happened to me. Uh, this is more of an episode of relatability, uh, a little bit more of a humbling episode. I uh, have gone through a lot of uh, losses before I have uh, gained anything. And unfortunately, I don't mean that in the weight sense. I mean, I have gone through klutzy periods of time. I have gone through um, moments of embarrassment that you couldn't recollect upon your wildest dreams. I have been able, though, to take these moments and share them with others, and they have found uh, the humorous side of them, and I'm hoping that if you're listening to this and you're having a day, which we've all had, and, you know, or if you're not having a day and you're listening to this, I hope that you remember this episode and you can listen back to it, because it takes a degree of... Um, bravery, which is uh, part of my challenge in sharing these stories with you. But uh, my uncle used to tell me all the time, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, that uh, laughter is uh, worth an indispensable amount of medicine, that uh, sometimes it's all you need and it's just a dose of positivity to get you through your day. And so I have had these in my back pocket for quite some time and I share them with the people that I care about that are in my life. But because I do this podcast on living your best life, I don't want to ever put on the back burner that part of living your best life is tons of laughter, tons of laughter. I uh, can't think of anything that is... um, it's that's up there with uh the most attractive part of a person uh i just love to laugh i love sharing positive energy and uh that is the reason for this episode so um you know i'm i'm going to sacrifice some embarrassing moments that i've had uh in order for you to smile today whatever is going on in your life when you listen to this i hope that um it makes you feel like whatever you're going through in your life is not that bad and uh that you feel like you know you're not the only person who stubs their toe or you know falls off of a dock or (laughs) you know just random things that when it happens to you you're like does anybody else experience things like this well i'm here to tell you that they do and I'm probably the person. Luckily, it's been a really long time since I'm knocking I'm knocking on wood very silently right now, but I'm knocking on wood uh, since I've had anything really, really embarrassing happen to me, but it's all the time. I mean, if it could happen to someone um, most of the time, I don't want to put this into the universe. You know, I'm very spiritual, but it happens to me. Um, And it's never, you know, life altering, but it's always a good story to bring up whenever someone's having a rough time of it. And so whether or not you want to save this, because I know that we're still going rapid fire through these episodes to catch up on lost time and come back to it when you're having a bad day or you want to listen to it right now. Let's let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's start 
uh, with uh, a story that happened to me. I, uh, it was, it was fall. I know that uh, by the time that everybody's going to be listening to this, it'll still be fall, but um, you guys have just experienced October, Um, but uh, it should be November or maybe even December by the time you listen to this. Uh, So it'll be around uh, parallel time of this story. I have mentioned in the podcast previously that I was a cheerleader in high school. Uh, If anybody listening to this I went to high school with, uh, it's probably probably one of the more embarrassing scenarios. But uh, anyway, uh, I went to school in Nanniglo, Pennsylvania, which is a coal mining town. And the high school in that town is on top of a mountain. And I also mentioned that for years of high school, I was teased terribly, uh, especially on the bus. I uh, had people throwing spitballs at me and gum in my hair. I mean, you mentioned. I mean, you you mentioned it, and I had it done to me. And so I decided that I was going to start walking to school. And I was a cheerleader, so when we had pep rallies and things, we were required to wear our uniform to school. And um, where I went to school was kind of backwards. Uh, like if you were in a lot of organizations and you did a lot of productive things, then like extracurricular activities, you were, you know, not as popular as the people who didn't, who, you know, were able to go to a lot of parties and things like that. They were just the coolest people ever. And, uh, so I was walking to school and I had to climb this mountain to get to school. I know it sounds like your grandfather's telling you the story, right? Um, in the snow, literally, it was it was uh, right after a huge snowstorm, and there was I would say uh, probably around six feet, maybe seven of snowdrifts that had been plowed uh, from the week previous. And if you've ever spent any time in a cold climate, you know that those snowdrifts can get pretty big. And at this point in time, just to kind of paint the picture a little clearer for you, it was one of those circumstances where the snow had melted just a touch, but over the course of the night before, the top layer had hardened and refrozen because of the lows and the temperature. So here I am, I'm walking to school, I'm wearing a one-piece uniform, uh, and I have my book bag on. I've got my earphones on. At this point, I'd been walking to school for a while. So I was pretty aware of everybody who was going to be passing me on their way to school. At that time, across the street was where they allowed all what they call the smokers who would go over there and smoke cigarettes before they were able to go into school. Also pretty illegal, uh, but they knew just the part of the parking lot to smoke cigarettes in. So I came in on the other side, right? So I'm walking towards the school and the entire library faces the mountain, the entire uh, three or four classes on the first floor face the mountain. And here I am climbing up it. I'm running a little late, which was not like me, but again, I was walking in cheerleading shoes. There was a lot of snow and ice. It was rough. I was listening to my Walkman. It was happening. My book bag was full of stuff. I walked, um, I walked over 
the snow drift and I tapped it with my shoe and it seemed pretty safe. I decided uh, as I was pointing and waving to everybody that was on the school buses uh, that I was going to walk over this snow drift. I'm not sure exactly what I was thinking. Um, uh, maybe because I'm a shorter person. Maybe I thought that I would look cool being high up uh, over everybody. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I do know that I started to hear crackle over my headphones. As this occurred, I uh, sprang into a deep panic and tried to gain balance, but it was already too late for me. Uh, the top of the ice had broken of the snow drift, and I fell completely through it. Coming with me was my one-piece uniform. My book bag was over my head, and I could no longer bend my arms. Luckily, uh, I, I mean, I, I really, I'd lost my Walkman. It flew down the mountain. Um, I lost my headphones, everything. To my luck, a bus driver ha who uh, had been a bus driver for decades before that and had driven the bus for both of my sisters had come over and seen my arms frailing on top of the snowdrift in the air and he went on to kick it to make sure I was okay, took a shovel out of the bus in front of an entire series of grades on looking from the library in the four classes starting below that I was late for and proceeded to dig me out of the snowdrift in front of everybody watching. Once the snowdrift had unveiled the mystery that was in the snowdrift that was me, uh, who found this very red-skinned uh, uniform that was one piece that was frozen above the line of my chest and it crunched as I pushed it down. I took what was left of my dignity and my books and music and whatnot and I went into class in which I had to face everybody who just watched this happen to me and have some sort of backbone. I'm telling you, life is designed to give you all kinds of strength in different places you never saw it coming from. And in this regard, I sat there and I melted and felt the feeling come back in my very numb legs and waist. And everybody was looking at me. And at that point, my, uh, my teacher uh, told me that I could go home and change. Thank goodness. Although I did not get to participate in the pep rally that day, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, that's one of my first stories of some of my klutziness but I have to stop for a break. So uh, you're welcome. And <laughs> I'll be back in just a moment uh, with another story. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and staying with me during that break. Uh, I'm continuing this episode and I hope that you're getting something out of it. It's part of conquering my fear of talking about 
things that I put behind me, uh, but seem to cheer people up whenever they need it. So I am sharing it uh, in an effort to cheer up anybody who needs a little laughter today or ever needs to, you know, revert back to a little laughter in their life. Probably will be the only time that I do an episode like this. I just thought that it would be nice to spread the joy and uh, let everybody know uh, from a humble perspective that anything can happen to anyone and embarrassing moments are meant to build character. And whenever you go through them, it's okay. It doesn't seem like it's okay at the time, but you will get by them, I promise you. So, uh, you know, I have a slew of these stories that I could tell. And over the course of the break, I was actually sitting here trying to understand and think about which ones I would tell. And uh, coincidentally, the next story is from around the same time period also. Um, Maybe a couple years later, I uh, had also, I mean, I I mentioned that I've been in a lot of activities while I was in high school. And it was just to keep my mind going. It was it was to stay out of trouble, although I still found it anyway. I, I did uh, learn a lot of lessons in high school as well, but um, I, I wanted to be as social as I could and, and build as much uh, skill as I possibly could. Uh, so I was in a lot of sports. Uh, I, you know, one of the things I decided to do was become a statistician statistician usually takes, uh, you know, some of the stats during uh, games and things like that. And I had volunteered to do it to see if it was for me uh, on the side of cheerleading, right? So I I cheered for most games uh, later on in my high school career. But earlier on, right after that whole snow drift time, I would alternate and I would uh, do stats for basketball. And I, uh, I was boy crazy and I, you know, every single person, I got to an age where everybody, I I mean, just as a person, I see the beauty in everyone and everything. Like you could bring who most people would think was the ugliest person in the whole world, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And I would think that something about them was beautiful. And I've always been that way. But when I was a teenager, remember, I um, I thought that I had all the answers in the world to everything. I, uh, you know, whenever I realized that boys weren't for hair pulling and they were something entirely different, I started looking at the world different. And, you know, I had older people in my life that were uh, an inspiration to me that had been in relationships and it was like... I daydreamed about that, and I, uh, I yearned for that from a very, very young age, right? And all of my young friends had boyfriends and stuff like that, and so I daydreamed. I was a very active imaginator. This is all going to come together. So, I was a statistician. It was basketball season, and it was a, uh, a competitive, a district game uh, in our gym. So it hosted uh, six or seven different schools. It was over the holidays. Uh, At that time, so many people would show up that they'd be sitting in the hallway. Uh, There were people standing. A lot of parents would come and they would stand. And I had a crush on the guy who was the star player for our school. And he didn't even know I existed. I was like 12. At any rate, uh, 
they would play these fancy songs and everybody would you know jump around and you know uh do their layups and they had these snap on uh outfits that they would pull off after this whole music rendition and the layups happened and they would throw them onto the bleachers right and then that would unveil this awesome you know basketball shorts and you know tank top outfit that they would have and you know of course they would be um you know pointing and waving to people they knew in the crowd and you know just really laying it on and people that were my age like especially the girls that were my age were just like oh just absolutely over over the moon right so i'm taking the stats I'm doing the best I can. I'm also in this very awkward stage where I feel invisible. Like nobody notices me. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody cares. Like you just, as a girl and hormones and all of that, you go through a stage when you're a teenager and I have a bunch of uh, teenage nieces in my life who went through the same thing. Uh, You get through a stage where you just feel invisible. Like you're broke out, you're dealing with a bunch of stuff. I mean, at least most teenage girls feel this way. I know a couple that just got through real easy and were just born beautiful and flawless and that's how they were, but I was not one of them. I was chubby. I, uh, you know, had all these things that were happening to me where it was just a klutzy age. Anyway, reeling myself back in. So, uh, the game is happening. Okay, uh, the, the run out, they do their layups, they rip off these satin over the outfit stuff, they throw them as part of their uniform, and uh, the girl that I was taking stats with was like, I'm going to go over to the bottom, and I'm going to mention to this person that you have a crush on him because you don't have the guts to do so. Because also when you're this age and you're a girl, you think that your life is like a romance movie and that everything is gonna fall into life because why wouldn't it, right? So uh, I'm like, no, thank you though. I appreciate that, but I'm good. And she says, no, I'm gonna do it anyway. And I'm like, no, but you know, no, I'm good. And she's like, I'm getting up right now and I I went to stop her and when I did now remember seven schools for every competing competing player for each school came a set of two parents and there were so many people in here I got up to stop her and when I did I slipped on one of those satin uniforms and I rolled down those bleachers so hard that I remember hitting every single step on the way down. I'm not kidding. This is not an exaggeration. This really happened and it really happened this way. I woke up on the floor face on wood and all of the basketball players standing over me. The game had stopped. The competition had stopped. There was an ambulance waiting in the parking lot I had hit the ground so hard that I'd passed out in front of everyone. And I remember looking up and not realizing, you know, what had happened right away. 
I was fine. I didn't end up riding in the ambulance. I didn't end up doing any of that. But I do remember her telling me afterwards that she approached him anyway, which was mortifying to me. However, uh, when I walked into the game the following night, because usually these district games fell on the weekend because they were holiday tournaments, everybody in the whole gym decided to clap for me because I ended up showing up the next day. And it was awful. It was awful, but it was definitely a character building experience. And I can laugh about it now, along with many other things. Uh, but those were just two very large tablespoons of things that happened to me uh, that, oh my goodness, I could write a book about. Um, there's so many things. Uh, hills I've fallen down, uh, buses I've fallen in front of or around, uh, zippers that were down, and uh, concerts that I put on when I tried to be in chorus. Uh, things that happened to me in college. I mean, luckily, the embarrassing moments subsided a lot. I still experience some now and then, but I understand now through those of the character that it built for me, and I uh, appreciate some of the moments. I'm happy that they're over, but I appreciate some of them. And a wiser self uh, that I have become kind of reflects back and, um, you know, loves the fact that there were some character shaping materials listed in my life that could create some joy in some other people's lives. Uh, at least just reminiscing for me and listening to the story for the first time for them. But needless to say, around every campfire, every wedding rehearsal, every family dinner, where it's all of our family, or family reunion, I am pressured by someone in my family to tell those two stories are probably the most popular out of any of them and it never uh stops being funny i guess which is wonderful for those who are listening for the first time so i hope that these were able to bring you joy today and if they weren't then uh i don't know what to tell you but i will see you in the next episode thank you for listening